Thank you so much for having me. Yes. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, sir. very, very excited. You know, when we told our community that we're going to interview you, I think you are one of the writers that all of our listeners, all our audience wants to hear from. So we have a lot of audience curated questions as well. So you write a lot about Bombay and you've written so many books based on Bombay. Uh, what does Bombay represent to you that Mumbai cannot? The one thing that there is inside my head is that there is a memory of a city Hmm. Uh, that uh, rejected me and that is Bombay. The uh, memory of a city that I tried to embrace and failed, that is Mumbai. Okay, both these cities coexist in my head. They're both failed love affairs. And like all failed love affairs, they have their trailing threads of emotion. So there are moments of great fondness as one has when, you know, enough time has elapsed, you can think of the of the rejecting lover. You can actually think of them as as, as having something that helped build you. And having something that helped break you. I don't know a city that charges me the way Bombay yeah, I agree with me. you. You know, like, yeah, I mean, it yeah, rushes it is. through you. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask you, are you, like, you know, attracted to any other place? Are you going to sort of write about any other place of Bombay, sort of? The... You know, I uh, once I remember yeah. reading a book in which uh, it started with a, with a uh, bus. Hmm. There's a gentleman who gets on a bus and the bus conductor whistles and the bus begins. In Bombay, bus conductors don't whistle. They do ting, ting, and the bus starts, right? Almost immediately, you can't read any further. In what happens with uh, with most city dwellers have such a deep relationship with the city that as soon as they open a city book, they are looking for what you got wrong. Yeah. Okay? Suppose the French government were to say, Michel, we have a hundred thousand euros for someone who would come and live in Paris. It sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? But failing that, and yeah. uh, the French are very bookbird. Everyone is very poor these days. True. Uh, so you know. Anyway, moving on with the conversation. Um, in your book, The Education of Yuri, one of the themes is, you know, uh, how like writers are kind of self-critical, and obviously, you know, I we interview a lot of writers and. We help a lot of aspiring writers and a lot of like you see this in a lot of younger writers and younger people like us. But you are so prolific. And so when when are those moments when you feel like that or you feel self-critical? Self-critical and, and anxious and not yeah. sure that I'm writing well and not yeah. sure that anything is getting together. About like say uh, six times a day on a on a good day and on a bad day about 25 times a day. This is a, moment, a severe moment when you think looking at it and thinking why does this matter why does anything i am doing matter? that is an occupational risk if you are a mason you're making a wall right you build your wall and then you hang your plumb line and if your plumb line hangs straight you've done a good job and you can go home and have a drink kick back and yeah. you've done a good job you have written a sentence and you may have have slogged on the sentence already and yours is the long game yours is not the game that says 
okay, this sentence has to go out and earn me a hundred bucks or a thousand right. bucks or ten thousand bucks. You're asking for immortality. It's a small, it is a big ask. Yeah. You're just saying, I want, I want to outlive this body in the words that I have written. There is no way you will ever know. There is only therefore the, the, the struggle that you will have with what you want to do, with what you want to say and with that feeling in the back of your of your mind, this isn't working. Because when my idea started in my head, my idea was perfect. It was elegant that, and I started writing it and why is it dying? Why is it dying? Why is, where is that perfect shape idea? And why isn't it coming out onto the page? And then you think, okay, Jerry, it will never be perfect. Where it was firing neurons in your head, it was just pure electricity and the possibility and imagination and dream and aspiration and all those lovely things. That was where it was perfect. Here it is going to be imperfect. Let's do the best imperfect we can. Without that yeah. self-talk, without that constant encouragement from yourself, you're not going to get, okay, you might even get it written. You won't get it out of the door. It's a constant negotiation between all these things and this endless inside your head yeah. This strange thing about like, you know, you're reading the paper and saying someone got an award. Why didn't I get an award? <laughs> and you say awards don't matter, Jerry. You said to yourself awards I like don't that, matter. And, like, I like that image of, you know, two Jerry's. One is the coach and I think we all have that. Yeah. And as creative yeah. people, we all have this vision. We all have an aspiration and ambition. And we, you know, to reach that is another ball game. And then social media is just another thing where you're looking at like all of these people doing what you want to do. So that's very relatable. Yeah. Uh, what you're saying so you know I love that a lot of your books they deal with you know coming of age in this sort of fractured environment uh, what is the one thing that people forget about when they reminisce about their young age they forget about the pain I think see one of the good things about the brain is that amnesia sets in easily true uh, are you the first <laughs> child Tara yes is there another child after I you? have two siblings. Both two younger. siblings, both yes. younger. Your mother had to forget the pain of pushing you out of her vagina to have another <laughs> child. And then she had to forget that second pain to have another child. Now that pain is a horrible pain. I mean, our brains, I think, are wired to forget all the pain that we suffered. So, yeah. I mean, we blank out bad memories. Correct. Yeah. So I think one of the things that people ask me is that Yuri makes such a big thing about his friendships and whatnot. It's because he has developed his friendships late. I, I was walking on the street two weeks ago and it was such a moment and I was so glad I saw it. Young mother taking a child home, little girl, and the little girl was crying as though her heart was breaking. You had to ask. So I said, what happened? So she said, ah, batao, sir. Ye jate vakt na, school jate vakt roti hai. Because dadi maa ko chhoddi. Vapas aati hai to roti hai kyunki dost ko chhodd rahi hai. So sweet. <laughs> Har din jate vakt dadi maa, dadi maa, dadi maa, vapas dost, 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 mein kya karu? Because if you've had your first experience of that love and, and parting early, you've forgotten. You've forgotten. You've had it late. It's there in your head. It's there and it's vibrant and you can make the education of Yuri out of it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. One thing I'm very interested in is that you have had one editor for a very long time. That's Ravi Singh of Speaking Tiger. And you say he's the perfect editor for you. So, would you ever work with another editor? I'd work with any editor that comes along. Okay. But uh, in my head, I'd say, Tuto Ravi Singh nahi hai, and, you know, and my thing about other editors is, okay, I'll tell you what. Ravi Singh says, take this manuscript and burn it, Jay. I will not even think about it. Four years. I have done this for two novels. Two novels Ravi read and said. So you, you discarded the full thing? I just discarded the full thing. I erased them from wow. all Wow. And places. how long had you spent on those novels? 
lots of time, the lots. usual one, two years or whatever, wow. and you just delete them because okay, he's saying it is bad, it is bad. I'm not showing it to anybody else, and I, I'm just not doing that. Bus. So my faith in Ravi like is hundred percent, yeah. like totally, and it is trust on which we base everything in our world. If I found an editor tomorrow whom I could totally trust, I would work with that editor yeah. as well. It's a trust, yeah. yeah. I think like every like creative person like has to have that one voice that they trust. Correct. So you are also a teacher. So yeah, what yeah. is that one thing that you sort of always tell your students? I tell my students that there's one one real only answer in life, and that is a what a eight letter answer every day. Whatever you want to do, you want to be a writer, write every day. You want to be a journalist, be a journalist every day. You are not going to take a take one moment off, not one moment, take lots of time off, etc. But do it every day. Commit, commit to it, and just do it every day and wait. You won't get your results immediately, but suddenly, ten years later, people will be saying, "And you know, uh, my colleague here, who's really an expert on, or who's very good at, you'll be thinking me, I'm very good. Oh, oh they think I'm very good, and that will be a real moment of of revelation for you. Yeah. You have commitment and you have patience. You can move the mountain of mediocrity that your educational system has planted on your head, and you can be absolutely phenomenal. Agree." Each day, I you have a reason why I can't. Yeah. Today, I came to the literary festival at one o'clock. I start. I got up at four o'clock to do my writing. Wow. Because I want to finish it. I saw a very nice uh, image of like what like success looks like, and it looked like the image was sort of like just a flat line for years and years, and then like one spike. Okay, so you uh, one of the things that your editor came to you and said that you know somebody should write a book about Helen, and you said I will. and yeah. that's me so yeah. why did you choose sort of helen as like what what attracted you to this persona and would you write about somebody from bollywood again okay so basically fundamentally i love pleasure yeah <laughs> okay and uh, helen represented pleasure yeah like she came on have you seen mera naam chinchin chu no uh, you have to see mera naam Chin- okay when you're down uh, you watch a helen okay. song helen is the one woman who reversed the patriarchal uh, system of bollywood bollywood generally has this tradition where a hero will have like four generations of heroines and he will continue to play the 28 year old boy yeah, yeah? yeah and heroines will have like one correct quick two years and then they are gone then they must play didi dadi ma whatever what yeah yeah helen danced for prithviraj kapoor in a wonderful film called uh, Harish Chandra Taramati, where she appears in Menaka, and she dances for him, and he says, "Sundar, ati sundar," and she says, "Me, ya me kala." She danced for Raj Kapoor, who was terrified of women in his persona on screen, and so she comes dancing up to him. Nineteen fifty-six, nineteen fifty-seven, and he says, "Kui ma," and he runs away. Okay, defining in that one moment how Indian men think of sexual Indian women, right? And then she dances for Rishi Kapoor in in some of his films. How she managed three generations. There was one Helen. We needed to understand that. I needed to try and understand that. I needed to grapple with that, and so I wrote the book on Helen. That was the reason. Would you I think there's another like Helen kind of character? No. People always say she was the original item girl, and I want to say, come here and I will slap you. Here. <laughs> okay. Because she had a, a role to play. Yeah. You have to see Tisri Manzil, man. I mean, she's wearing these long. The first lines in the film are: "There's a suicide." Someone jumps from the Tisri Manzil of a hotel and dies, oh and Shami Kapoor is running there, and suddenly Helen appears, 
wrapped in, in velvet and wearing long gloves and a form-fitting gown. And she says, I just like, how do you compress svelte female sexuality into one line of danger and terror? And then in Amazing. the end, she dies in his arms and oh she God. says, you know, Mera guna. and I'm thinking, Guna, you wore fur and you wore long gloves. That is not I think crime. I want to see you on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you know, because you're such a light-hearted, funny person and you're writing about things that are quite serious, heavy. So how do you match Jerry the person and Jerry the writer? There is no match. This is my facade. Uh, I was um, a very, very um, bruised and damaged child. I was lonely, sad and generally miserable. I discovered uh, that there were two ways to confront the violence of the male world. One was violence. And the second way is to make people laugh. And I decided that between violence and making people laugh, I would try and make people laugh because that's a, a slightly less uh, yeah, painful in the world yeah. kind of thing. And also because if you are violent, then people are violent back at you. One day I will be calm. One day I will be confident. One day I will be comfortable. And I will no longer need to make people laugh. And that will be the day when I'm sorry. I'm not sorted right now, so I make people laugh. Okay, so the last section of this interview is the rapid fire round. Um, so I'll ask you questions. I will slap Karan Dhawar <laughs> if I ever meet. So one exceptional Marathi book you've come across recently? Um, Tahan by, uh, I've forgotten the name, but it's a lovely book, which I'm hoping to translate. Great. One young upcoming writer you're really impressed by? A one writer that, that you admire? Oh man, seriously, a book that... Yeah. Totally blew my mind. Land, Guns, Cast, Women by Geeta Ramaswamy. Okay. Oh, what a book. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But she's also helped liberate like thousands of acres of land for the for the farmer and the peasant. She's been a publisher of the Hyderabad Book Trust. She's an awesome, awe-inspiring, awe-inspiring writer. Yeah. And it's an awe-inspiring book because it's written with deep and hard-won simplicity. Okay, so a genre that scares you. I think science fiction because it requires a lot of thinking. Yes, you've written in buses and locals and all sorts of places. What is the craziest place you've ever written in? I've written on uh, toilet paper inside a lavatory of a airplane. So I'm part of the Mile High Club. Wow. <laughs> because I couldn't find anything else and I couldn't find I couldn't find anything. So I went and I got the toilet paper and I started writing because there was a poem line and you can't let a poem line go. Makes sense, yeah. If you had to create something that wasn't a book, what would it be? I would create a castle of music. I want like to be able to create music that builds into a castle. I don't know how this is possible. But I want to create a castle of music and I want to be able to live inside. That sounds nice. But okay. I'm tone deaf. So it would be like very <laughs> I've always castle. wanted to sing. Yesterday I tried singing, but can't do it. The last question, what are you working on next? So I'm doing a translation. I'm writing my next novel. And what is your next novel on? If one can say what the next novel is on na, in one line, then the novel dies at that point in time. Fair because enough, then fair you enough. have said it now, what else? You, what but anyways, we are looking forward to it. And, and it's really like you are really inspiring and you're inspiring to me and a lot of other writers. You're easily yeah. inspired, man. Seriously. No, really. Because okay. of the scale of work and the kind of quality, I think it's fabulous. So thank you, thank you so much. This was thank really, really fun. Yay, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Tara Khandelwal, the founder of Bound, a company that helps you grow through stories. 
Please find us on Bound India on all social media platforms. We would love to connect with you there. And we have much more coming up in this mini series. So tune in for more conversations from some amazing authors from India and South Asia. And keep your love for stories alive and for books and beyond. See you then.